Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, July 12th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. All right, Ashley, on Thursday, I tweeted mm-hmm. out that, and I can't get to Twitter right now because I think it's down right now, or at least it was last time I checked. But On and off, yeah. yeah. Well, on, uh, I tweeted out that on Thursday, I interviewed someone that I'd been a fan of for decades, and that mm-hmm. I think many people who follow me have probably been a fan of for decades. And somehow in this 25 minute conversation, we started talking about my interview subjects, beloved collection of yardsticks. Oh, not the direction that I was expecting that conversation to go, but it was really fascinating and really kind of cool. That interview will be in this podcast feed tomorrow on Saturday. And at the end of the episode, I'll tell you who that is. So it gives you some uh, incentive to stick ah. around and listen to the uh, to the credits. So, uh, but that was a lot of fun. Like literal yardsticks. Yes, little yard, literal yardsticks. Like he has an entire wall in his home decorated with yardsticks. Interesting. I mean, I guess there are weirder things to collect. Sure. Yes. <laughs> that's all I. That's all I can say about that until I, mean, I find out who it is. So. Yeah, it could have been protractors. Who knows. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, um, All right, Ashley. Thursday was a fairly quiet day. And to prove that, the biggest news that we got was mostly just confirmation of something that we learned about a few weeks ago. That is that Jeremy O'Harris's slave play will be coming to Broadway this fall for a 17-week engagement at the John Golden Theater beginning on September 10th. Directed by Robert O'Hara, tickets are on sale now for audience rewards members and go on sale to the general public on Saturday at 10 a.m. New York time. As we talked about originally, Ashley, there was an equity casting call for auditions for the show that was scheduled to start yesterday. They Mm -hmm. were only auditioning for one role and then a bunch of understudies. So I would imagine that the rest of the company will be made up of the New York Theater Workshop cast that I saw. Did you see it? I don't remember. I didn't get to see it, which because I got it was sold out by the time I expressed interest, which is the whole exciting part about the rest of the news of Slave Play. All that stuff was the stuff we already knew. The new part is that you mentioned is that there's um, a little bit of new news. And I think this is the most fantastic part of this whole thing to help ensure that the production is accessible to all ticket buyers. The producers have confirmed that 10 thousand tickets will be made available at $39 each throughout the entire 17 week run Uh, on Twitter. When it was actually up yesterday, um, the playwright, Jeremy O'Harris, who's a great follow. um, I learned a lot from his Twitter because he's tweets a lot about things that are not in my normal area, but I find it fascinating and he's, he's great. Uh, But he tweeted, When I found out that Slave Play was happening, one of the first things I said was, how will my friends afford this? My producing team and I made accessibility a priority for people like me who never saw Broadway shows because of money. Now 10,000 seats will be $39. This is incredibly important and vital, Ashley. It's something that we've championed on this show since the beginning. My only concern, though, is is that I hope that these tickets actually go to young people and especially – Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of this show's content, young people of color uh, yes. and don't get scarfed up just by discount hunting regular theater goers. But when you put it into the context of this show being at the Golden, there's only 805 seats at the Golden. So they're effectively giving like 11, 12 performances. I'm not good at math um, away for thirty nine dollars. That's that's a lot of money for just a, you know, a little over a four month run. So sure. congratulations to them. And I hope that when they roll out whatever the mechanism is that people can get these discount tickets that there is something in there. So it's not like 
middle aged people or yeah scalpers there might even be scalpers this was a very hot ticket off broadway so sure. uh, either way whatever they end up doing i appreciate their effort and especially because mm-hmm. it comes from a very genuine place exactly from Jeremy harris exactly it's really nice to see creators kind of talking the talk and walking the walk as far as making theater more accessible there was a talk on twitter recently i think started by saeed jones about the by the time off Broadway work is talked about and acclaimed. The run is sold out. The price Absolutely. it's priced out, and what happens is it becomes a rich white majority audience. So I know Jeremy Harris is really dedicated to making sure that is not the case 100 percent of the time, and it's just, you know really great to see that initiative. As I mentioned, scalpers could be a problem. That's a whole other issue. <laughs> but I'm you know I love. Jeremy O'Harris, I'm so thrilled to see him get his Broadway debut. Robert O'Hara as well, who's incredible. Yeah, and this is a show that I, I think I talked about before, was really battling to get in to the haze this past spring. Yes, and yes, it yes, came yes. down, and I don't think I ever said the name of the show, but this was the show that I mentioned earlier that was battling with what the Constitution means to me. And mm-hmm. I was really surprised when Second Stage decided to rent out their theater to what the Constitution means to me, because right. this was the show that was a little buzzier. What the Constitution Means Me was obviously had plenty of buzz, but this was a little sexier, a little more exciting, cutting edge. Um, so I really thought that they were going to go with this. Um, obviously, they exhibited why they own a theater and run a theater company, because what the Constitution Means to Me has been obviously very uh, impressive and, and, and successful. But this is one that's going to be very polarizing. And... Mm-hmm. It is whatever you think this is, when you go and see it, you realize that it is not that thing that you thought it was. And exactly. uh, try if you if you're going to go see this, heed my advice, do whatever you can not to be spoiled about this show before you see it. Yes. It will That's significantly hurt. increase the impact that it has. And I don't know that that impact is going to be great for everybody, but it definitely mm-hmm. you get more out of the piece if you go in unspoiled. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I know in talking about both what the Constitution means to me and slave play kind of battling out for the haze, it was, you know, the producers were really worried about how slave play was going to read. And I'm I'm sure they're still worried about that now, for sure. Um, But a little less so, especially with this, you know, offering of cheaper tickets. If you want a really good long read, I think Vulture did a profile on Jeremy O'Harris a few months into Slave Play or a little bit into Slave Play when it was off Broadway. And it also goes over all of that as far as what was happening between what the Constitution means and Slave Play at the time. Yeah, because those are both shows that I believe had New York Theater Workshop runs. So they're both coming from not originally because what the constitution means to me played other places first but a very cool trajectory for both of these shows and i'm very excited that both of them are getting to broadway uh even if they're not in the same season what a time to be alive (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and you're right congratulations to jeremy o'harris and robert o'hara on both getting their broadway debuts robert o'hara is not only a great director but also a great playwright yes absolutely. Um, so all right so exciting yeah. All right, Ashley, let's get to a few tidbits of news before we close up today. Yesterday, it was announced that the lights of the Neil Simon Theater will dim in honor of Tony winner Martin Charnin tonight at 7.45 p.m. So if you are in the theater district, head over to the Neil Simon to remember this Tony winning legend. 
Yesterday, we also learned of a workshop production of the cult hit musical Reefer Madness that took play on Thursday and will continue today. I believe that they had another one of these a few weeks ago, another working session. And I think it was mostly the same cast, but I'm not 100% sure because they didn't publicize that one. But this one was directed or and is directed by Stephen Brackett and choreographed by Spencer Liff and stars Ethan Slater, Lena Hall, Giselle Jimenez, Eric William Morris and more. Actually, this seems like a great cast for a workshop. Um, makes me think that maybe they've got a production on their minds, and I would love to see it with this group. This is a really fantastic cast. Have you ever seen Reefer Madness on stage, Ashley, or even the movie version? Yeah, I've seen the movie, which is an experience. I mean, it was a <laughs> propaganda film back in the 30s all about why marijuana is bad for you. And then when they did the musical, I think it ran for only a few weeks when it was off Broadway. Is that right? Uh, I, I don't I don't know, actually. Um, I've interviewed one of the original stars and her name is escaping me. She does a lot of voiceover work now. Um, oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the movie's got a bunch of stars in it. Because there was the original in the 30s, and then they did the one in the 90s again, I think. No, I'm talking about the the movie of the musical version. Um, it has like Anna oh, right, Gasteyer right, right. and Kristen Bell right, yes. um, and a bunch of other people right. who aren't coming to mind. But I've seen – I saw a college production of it down here in Florida, and it was uh, really fun to see that on stage because it is just – it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It, it's hilarious. And the fact that – it is taken from a propaganda film just makes you think <laughs> what a time the 1930s or 40s or 50s, whenever it was that this came out to be alive, because that was a time. Yeah. And as you mentioned that they have done another reading of this, it was an eight, there was a private industry reading in April. And uh, I think Javier Muniz played Jack and Eric William oh, Morris okay. playing it in this one. Yeah. It seems like they're really pushing for some kind of production of this. I would you know, at the most assume off Broadway, but who knows? With a cast like that, you never know, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, the film version uh, featured Kristen Bell, Christian Campbell, his sister Nev Campbell, mm -hmm. Alan Cumming, Anna Gasteyer, Amy Spanger, Stephen Weber, and more. That's a heck of a cast. So uh, check that out if you haven't seen it. It's a really, really funny film. All right. And uh, finally here, Ashley, after we talked about the new leadership at Theater Row, Yesterday, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yesterday, they announced their new kitchen sink residency, which is a great name. Um, what that is, is they will offer five diverse companies a two-year commitment of space and support, as well as a sustained artistic home base as they create and present a new, never-before-produced work. Part of the selection process as to which of these companies will get this residency will be a new artistic advisory committee for Theater Row, and they say that all styles, forms, and genres of live performance will be considered with the goal of creating a kitchen sink cohort that is diverse in as many ways as possible. Actually, when we talked about Sarah Hughes taking over as the director of artistic programming yes. at Theater Row, we knew that she was going to do something unique to bring... I don't want to put down the content that's at Theater Row because there's a lot. No, I've seen a lot sure. of great stuff there, but it is kind of like safe and traditional. This yeah. does not sound like that's what Sarah Hughes wants to accomplish with this kitchen sink initiative. Exactly, and I didn't know if that was something that had been in the works for a bit before they did that yeah, changing sure of the guard. But uh, yeah, it's a great program and initiative. It gives so many more actors and creatives a chance to develop and produce art, not only in New York City, but also you know very central to the city and very accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I just love it. I, th I think it's going to be great. And as you said, 
it's not to put down Theodore at all and what they've done in the past, but it has been safe for works. Yeah, I've seen a lot of great stuff at Theodore so don't Absolutely. so don't get me wrong. I, I, I that's always one of the places I check when I'm coming out. I'm making my vast ridiculous spreadsheet is what's going on at Theodore <laughs> Row. One, because there's a lot of theaters, and two, they often have uh, unusual matinee times, which means I can fit in another show. So yeah keep that in mind but anyway okay so uh, that's all i've got today ashley thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at no this is ashley if twitter's even working tomorrow. yeah who knows <laughs> it's actually probably better if it's not um <laughs> you're not wrong no um okay so you've made it this far so i will uh-huh. tell you that tomorrow my latest episode of Tell Me More will be with the great stage and screen star, Alan Tudyk. Ooh. Um, he is just, if you don't know his name, look him up. I guarantee you know his face. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's done things like he was Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. Steve the Pirate. He was yep. Wash and uh, Serenity slash Firefly. Um, he was the voice of the Duke of Wesselton in Frozen, as well as a voice in the Star Wars Rogue One movie. He's just done everything and he is currently starring in a play called mysterious circumstances at the geffen playhouse out in los angeles it's a really really fascinating play and he's one of those guys that never stops working which we talk about but if they can find it in their schedule like it i would love to see this in new york because it's a really fascinating uh idea for a show so take a listen to that on saturday and then we'll have this week on broadway in the feed on sunday so have a great friday have a great weekend and ashley and i'll be back to talk to you on monday bye